1: Hi, and welcome back to this episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. And always, as always, I always like to say thank you so much for spending time with us today and taking time out of your busy day to listen in on this podcast so that you can have that lending mastery in your business and your practice. And for those of you that aren't lenders and are realtors or investors, thank you for listening in. As you know, we always are doing everything and anything we can to help everyone in a variety of places in their businesses, Uh, regardless. You know, of what they're doing. So, thank you so much for uh, joining us. If you're new, thank you so much for coming in. Don't forget to subscribe to us. I'll tell you about that later on as well. Subscribe and make sure that you're not missing out on any opportunity uh, to listen and grow your business. So, today, my guest is Jeff Zimfer. He is the CEO and founder of Mortgage Marketing Institute. And he's going to talk to us today about marketing. And as we're recording this, this is the middle of August um, in 2022. As we're recording this, you know, we're in this kind of lull right now. Um, a lot of people are going back to school. You know, kids are trying to get, people are trying to get their children back to school. People are, um, you know, rates have gone up and they now we have everybody kind of standing back. We hope that they'll be coming down here soon. And I know that they will. I'm, I'm very astute in what's going on with all of that. But I think everyone is now just kind of frozen and going, what do I do? Do I do social media? What do I do? Uh, do I find a new shiny object, which I always say the shiny object syndrome is SOS for help? Help yeah. me. Uh, do I need a new product? Do I not need a new product? Should I be talking to realtors? Should I not be? Should I tapping into my database? Should I just go on vacation and wait? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Jeff, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Thank you very much. Wow, that's uh those are some great questions and considerations there. I think vacation yeah. is always uh, an interesting one because you know we can often use time to get our head clear. Yeah. Uh, figure out yeah. kind of what our next step is. It's the, the thing though, is that we don't want to wait forever, right? At some Ooh, point we've yeah. got to get action mode. no,
1: no. yeah. You know, body emotion stays in motion, right? A brain emotion stays in motion. So we don't want to take too much time off. So Jeff, tell us a little bit about you before we head into some of the thoughts that you have around what everyone should be doing right now.
2: Sure. Well, the quick background around me is I've been in this uh, real estate game since 2003, uh, started off as a, uh, mortgage originator in orange county california and originated for over 10 years and did well and really got you know fell in love with the industry there's this old saying you probably know it which is once you get in this industry it's hard to get out um right and so it's addictive it is it's just i just love the all the aspects of it right the 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 people and the marketing and the data and the learning and and uh, it's always shifting and changing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um And and so that forces us to have to be on our toes. Plus, ultimately, I like serving people and serving them to help them buy their house is a very fulfilling, rewarding experience. And now, you know, I've shifted uh, about six years ago to more of being a a trainer coach, right, providing Mm -hmm. tools and resources to help agents and loan officers navigate, right, this digital shift, hence the book you referred to a moment ago, Disrupt or Die, which is all about how to survive and thrive, the digital real estate shift. Um, So that's what I'm all about today.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And, you know, so let's talk about the digital shift before we go into what we should actually be doing right now, Uh Um, you know, from your perspective, uh, because I was just asked this question on a podcast today or yesterday. I don't know. (laughs)
3: whenever I was on
1: it, ask the question, you know, what is the future for loan officers and real estate agents, given the fact that everything is so digital, you know, we've talked about FinCon all the time, I I hear it all the time. But I, uh, my perspective is that we, uh, you know, we we still need look, I buy my airplane tickets online, but I still want an experience
3: when I fly.
1: And um, so give us a kind of your take on what's happening, you know, and whether or not this is how do we make the shift? I don't think it's Leave the business. You're going to be taken over. It's Sorry. going to be us. Um, uh,
2: yeah, us versus us, them.
1: Yeah, I'm. T- I'm going. Oh my gosh, obsolete. What is the word?
2: Obsolete. Yeah. Obsolete.
1: Thank you. I <laughs> gosh, I lost the word. I'm not going to be obsolete, but but I do think that we need to start making the shift now. And the days of well, I'm not on Facebook yet, or I'm not this, or I don't that, are over. You have to be taking action right now. So give us some perspective on this.
2: Well, I I think uh, if if I were to sum it up in kind of one word, it's adaptable. Mm -hmm. I I think, you know, to use that old cliche of survival of the fittest, right? And Mm -hmm. it's actually not the survival, it's not the most fit who survive. Mm -hmm. And, And actually, if you go back to, Darwin's book for a moment, um, he actually specifically says in there it wasn't the strongest that survived; it was the ones that were most able to adapt to the current environment. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who survive, and I think that's a great metaphor for us in this space. In that there are some digital, you know, um, threats, if you will, if you want to use that word, uh, or some you know, changes coming from a digital aspect, from a consumer expectation standpoint. And so I think to your point about like you know Facebook or not or whatever, I think the people who are Struggling or up against some headwinds are the ones that that haven't adapted or are reluctant to, or you know, fearful to make that leap or uncertain about what direction I go. So that's the first and foremost thing: is that you've got to be adaptable and willing to change. And by the way, what I mean by that, willing to change, is you've got to be willing to learn new skills.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing about that because <laughs> you know, a lot of people say you can't keep an t- teach an old dog new tricks. You know, and there are so many people. You know, is there you know, aging in this industry. And I can say it because I'm one, I'm a baby boomer, but only by a month, right? If I'd been (laughs) born a month later, I wouldn't be a baby boomer, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, so I consider myself a baby Jexer, you know, but, (laughs) but. I, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of that, you know, where uh, maybe this was the last hurrah for some people, for some, they've really adapted to it and they pulled up, you know, and and I've always said, you know, if you're not ahead of, if you're not ahead of your competition um, today, then they'll be ahead of you tomorrow. It, it's just the way it is. And And I've always said this too, never be in someone else's wake, hmm. right? There's turbulence in the wake. Be the leader, be the lead boat, <laughs> build a fleet, but never be in else, in someone else's wake. Um, so I think that that's, you know, super important. And, you know, because of how busy everything was last year, you know, for most people, uh, the last thing someone wanted to do was slow down so they could speed up. They were right. just speeding up. Right. Today, if this is the lower in and we're not utilizing the time that we have, Right now, I call it the four four um, stages of growth, right? We have formulation, concentration, momentum, and stability. And if we just want to concentrate, concentrate, concentrate to get momentum and never had a formulation on what we were concentrating on, we're never going to get to stability. Yeah. Thoughts on that?
2: 100% agree. I think strategy is important. I think um you know it's a it's a mix of both right i'm always trying to put put this in the context of this the situation of the individual person the listener um in different personality types right if you look at the disc profile oh yeah Yeah. right i mean you could take your high d's they're just going to get out there and do it and they're going to figure it out later it's like the old saying is like we're building the plane while it's flying
3: right and and some people
2: can some people can do that right Mm -hmm. others can't they need to see Mm -hmm. the blueprint they need to see the things ready to go it's already done a test you know, so I'm very um, uh, empathetic, if you will, is a new mm-hmm. word I'm trying to take on recently is empathetic to the individual person's situation. Because I don't think there's one prescription for everybody. Right. I think, you know, right. depending on the situation, the person, the uniqueness, where they are in the country, the t- you know, all the you know, stuff, you know, when it's, it's in terms of like, what kind of business do you want? What kind of clients do you want? All that's relevant to de- to determining how you're going to show up. And I think if, if anything, that's the answer we're trying to get to is how am I going to show up? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and where am I going to show up? And who are my people? Who are my my ideal clients? But to your point about we've got this lull, we you know yes and no right? <laughs> right. That- some
1: people do, and some people don't.
2: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like it's, it's we've come out come out of two years of an absolute insane market, right? On the refi side, but but obviously on the purchase side as well. And now, unfortunately, the media is, right, putting fear and uncertainty and doubt. And, right. and the reality is, is all we're doing is readjusting back to a more normalized market, uh-huh. not a correction, if you will, mm-hmm. or a crap. Uh-huh. Right. And I think that's unfortunately causing a lot of people to be in freeze mode, both professionals within the industry and potential prospects and buyers out there. So yeah. long-winded way to get to what do we need to do now? Um, we need to show up. Uh, I've got something written down on uh, this presentation I put together for this exact topic, which is um, in times of chaos, people seek context. Yeah. They seek context. Be the voice of
1: reason. Yeah. 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 That's something we've been talking about, you know, with my coaching clients is you have to be the voice of reason. You have to be watching the right and the left and -hmm. the middle and reading and creating your own thoughts around instead of listening to one person and regurgitating regurgitating what they have is develop your own thoughts so that you can be the voice of reason for people you know there's a there's a graph that you can find online you know the greed and fear index right the greed and fear Mm -hmm. index and I'm looking at it all the time and going okay where do we stand are we in greed and we're in fear where are we at and you know these these activities that everyone is doing I was just talking to a client today and she said yeah I'm going into um, real estate offices and I'm delivering donuts and I went wait what Wow. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, I'm going in and yeah. I go, uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's a strategy, <laughs> but you know, it's also, well, I just want to see people face-to-face. I get it, but that is not the strategy you should be using. And especially you, you are very high level. Don't come down to that level and try to do some of the things that, that just aren't making any sense, you know? And um, I always say it's, activities doing activities for the sake of activities is like eating soup with a fork (laughs) and that's that's what i'm seeing
2: yeah no that's really good right right Right? it's it's like ignorance on fire you know uh yeah yeah. you do have to (laughs) apply some intelligence yeah um and put yourself in, in in the other person's shoes so yeah in my answer to context right in chaos is like you said information How do you, you, what you alluded to I loved, which is have an opinion. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the overlooked opportunity Or people are fearful to have an opinion, let's say on social media, they're reluctant to put their quote opinion about what other people are saying out there. And I think what's the secret to you building your social media following? It's having an opinion, taking a position stand because there's a thousand other people that are saying the same thing everyone else is saying. Why don't you take an an opinion? Maybe it's an alternate opinion, you know, but- and one of the ways to do that in housing is 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 to share housing data to create confidence. Because there is credible data that you could share that will create confidence, um, depending on who your you know client is a buyer, seller, whatever. Um, but well, the- and
1: depending on their disc profile too, right? Some right. of them just need you to uh, put an arm around them, you know, so to speak, yeah. you know, a right. virtual arm around them, and go, it's gonna God. be okay. It's gonna be okay. Others are are like, Let me give you the facts, Jack. Let's mm-hmm. move along, right? And, and so there are different personalities, you know. And this is something that we have said is you've got to have all of these tools in your toolbox, but you can't dump the toolbox out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You got to know the right tool for the right job, right? You
1: have to know the right tool for the right job. Okay, so you know, knowing that there's a, a de- several different markets, several different you know loan amounts and purchase prices, and several several different hot spots in the in the market, uh, tenure, and all of that. What are you seeing is the top some of the top trends that are getting some traction so that some people that are listening to this are saying, gosh, you know, at least it's something for me to do. And I want to be careful that we don't go into shiny object syndrome, right? We want to say, okay, these are some things that you want to consider before you actually put your toe into the pool that we, we're going to talk about.
2: Right. And so there's these various buckets, right? Or pillars or sources of quote business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I always start with, uh, and I know you're a big fan of this, uh, is past client database sphere mm-hmm. of influence
1: alumni
2: alumni. Yeah. yeah that's I love yeah. that. And so I think most people, unfortunately overlook that we're salespeople. Well, we love the hunt or whatever, mm-hmm. or you're like, what am I going to say? Why should I, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you need to have something valuable to stay, say instead <laughs> of like that donut example, that's not yeah. valuable, nor is, Hey, how's it going? You know, yeah,
1: or I'm checking to... in.
2: Yeah. I'm just checking in. Okay. Great. Wow. Um, so in the case of, 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 uh, you know, past clients fear of influence and what did you call it again?
1: Alumni clients, alumni. because what do alumni do? They come back to you, they tout right. you and they read, they give you more money.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you need donators, right? Uh,
1: right? You need donators to your cause. And so they come back. Yeah.
2: So a simple strategy, be it a realtor or a loan officer is, is you could, first of all, assuming you're an empathetic person and somebody who actually cares about, right? Somebody's well-being, um, That would be the first place to start with in terms of your, 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 your state of where you're at before you make these calls. It's not about getting, it's about serving yeah. and just being curious about, Hey, how are you doing? And what I mean is I would be calling my past clients and just going, Hey, what's up, Jan? it's Jeff small talk, blah, 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 blah. Hey, I know you've seen probably the real estate market is, is crazy right now. And I'm just calling some of my favorite past clients just to see if you have any questions or if like, yeah. You know, you needed some more insights on what's really happening in housing. Yeah. I would just be asking everybody that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. We, I was reflecting back as you were starting to talk and I'm going, okay, is he going to go down this line? You know, is that when COVID was around, you know, some of the, and everyone would say, I need a script. I need a script. You know, I think some of the best, the best script is the truth, yeah. right? <laughs> The best script is the truth. Now, the truth isn't "Hi, I'm calling you because I want you to give me business."
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not
1: talking about that kind of script, right? right. It, it was funny because we were we were talking about, you know, "Hey, I, you know, I was just thinking about you. I wanted to call you and I want to touch base and see how are you doing."
3: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: the tone,
3: right.
1: is different in COVID,
3: right? Right. right. How
1: are how are you doing? How are you handling COVID? It's no different now. Hey, I was just thinking about you. and wanted to touch base with you. And I wanted to give you a call and find out how are you doing? I know that you're hearing a lot in the news. Mm-hmm. There's no difference to it, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a true. heck of a lot that, different than, Hey, I'm just checking in, just seeing right. if, you know, do you have anybody, you know, who's uh, who, you know, if you run across somebody, I can't even do it wrong. <laughs> to be honest with you i can't because everyone always says if you know anybody if you know about well i know lots of people you know right. if you know anybody's looking to buy or sell or you know i'd love the job or whatever it's not if you know it's who do you know mm. right mm. okay so keep going keep going i love oh, that i'm sorry i didn't mean to interject but i, I know, you know I'm i love think- that it this is timely because this is you know this elevates you as a professional
2: Right, which goes into the bigger conversation about, you know, you're opening uh, up with asking what should we be doing today you should be leveling up your professionalism for sure. Because, right, people are tired of the order takers. Yeah. Um, and your point earlier about the you know disruption and transaction, you know, the, the cliche example people use with this digital disruption is Airbnb, um, what do you call it, Uber and Lyft and Airbnb yeah. as well. But the point with that is it's a lot easier to disrupt a $20 cab ride than it is a $400,000 purchase. Yeah. Right. That's a whole different level of disruption. And that's why you are secure in your job. If you're going to deliver real value and real value for real estate agents and loan officers, it's not finding me a house it's not quoting me rates. Right. Yeah. It's, it's helping guide me. It's being an advisor to make sure I'm making the right decision for me and my family. Right. Yeah. And by the way, that sounds real easy coming out of my mouth, uh, but it's a lot harder to actually apply in the real world.
1: Yeah.
3: Not okay. So let's
2: let's it.
1: talk about that because that is something that people uh, talk about a lot. And they are, you know, I've said to my clients, uh, you know, what do you want to accomplish by having this conversation with a real estate agent or having this conversation with a referral partner or even meeting with a client? Well, I want to give them value. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's value? All right. What is value to you? What's value to them? So, what are some thoughts that you have about value? Because I found that most people can't even answer that question.
2: Uh, who are we talking to specifically here? Well, let's office-
1: say yeah. Let's say it's a loan officer who's talking to a realtor, and they want to give them value. Sure.
2: Yeah. So, if you know anything about me, I lead with education when it comes to yeah. loan officer, real estate agent, because. Um, uh, even even ones that are seasoned, and I meet them all the time, still in my mm-hmm. you know, local area here in Vegas. Every single week, I'm in front of real estate agents and I'm meeting with them and I'm talking about their marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And so, an example of that would be you could call right now the list, the agents you've done business with this year, loan officer, listing side, as well. Mm-hmm. And some of them you already have good relationships, some of them it's a little, you know, ABC level, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you could just simply very similar to the example we just gave with the uh the past clients, the alumni is, uh, you know, hey, Jen, what's up? And let's say you're the listing agent. Hey, Jen, what's up? Jeff, ABC Mortgage. I don't know if you remember, we closed that deal on one, two, three main. Yeah, 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 that was, oh, yeah. Listen, listen, I, I, you know, hopefully you found that to be a good experience, Jen. Yes, it did, I did. It was fantastic. Great. One of the reasons why I'm calling is because I wanted to chat with some of the agents I didn't get a chance to earlier this year because we're so busy. And look, let's face it. The market has changed, right? Yeah. I'm really curious. Like, what are you doing differently? Yeah. Like, How's this affecting you? Mm
3: -hmm. What are you going to start
2: doing? Stop doing. I'm really curious. And and ultimately, Jen, the real reason why I'm asking you, because I'd love to be of service and figure out how I can help you make that shift.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, it is funny because most people won't make phone calls because they don't, you know, for example, you know, well, what if, and I and, we, and I don't want to go down this path because I already have a, you know, we have, a, there's so many proprietary things that both you and I have, and we want to save this for clients too, right? Mm-hmm. I want to give as much value too, but. But, uh, you know, I have a proprietary uh, program, you know, for for buying and listing agents to help loan officers to say, OK, well, when they say they need help, what do I help them with? I have no idea. Right. And, mm-hmm. it, and it is it, it is a tough position to be in. But I think also from the perspective of calling alumni clients, when we open up Pandora's box and saying, Hey, do you have any questions about what's going on in the market? Um, How can I give you more value? Do you have any, you know, uh, is there anything you're afraid of? Is there anything you're losing sleep of over at night? I think a lot of people are not prepared because yeah. now they don't, they go, well, when I asked that question, I don't know what to say. I mean, I don't understand inflation. I don't understand the Fed funds rate. I was on a coaching call with my clients not too long ago. And I said, what's the Fed funds rate? And they they said 2.75, whatever it was at the time. And I'm like, no, what is the Fed funds rate? Someone else came <laughs> on and they're they typing in the chat, 2.5 question mark. I said, no, 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 no.
3: <laughs>
1: Describe to me. What
3: is it? What
1: is the federal That's funds the mechanism?
3: <laughs> Nobody. Really? Right. Yeah.
1: And the tenure is so ri- wide. It's mm-hmm. so wide. And, you know, I think we've just kind of floated along. And this is the fear, I think, why people don't even begin the disruption or the phone call is because they don't know what to do on the backside.
2: Well, and that, so that's a wonderful setup. And here's my answer to that kind of mm-hmm. a two part answer. One is, um, are you a student of the market? or is <laughs> I the- hope so. skill?
1: Yeah. Well, I think what- you need both.
2: Well, the last two years, you didn't need to be a student of anything except right. filling out apps and pro- and sticking <laughs> it up through the funnel, right? Yep. And hopefully, yep. it closes and your offer hopefully gets accepted. Yeah. Like that's what you had to do. You had to survive and hope your deal wins. Yeah. Well, we're back to a more normalized market, and so yeah, in normal markets, you need to be a student of the market. You need to Always. be, on, you know, talk about appreciation, de- depreciation, or deceleration, and what does that mean? Fed mm-hmm. funds. What does that really mean, right? Yeah. That's to so what we said earlier about an opinion, when the media comes out and says or someone says, hey, you know, the feds just increased the interest rates right here goes mortgage rates. You need to be, be able to understand why that's not actually 100 percent accurate. Right. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You have to be able to speak to that. And, and, you know, as we know, uh, you know, when, when, when they do raise the rates and of course it depends on how much of the, emphasis, you know, there's a market shift. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say there's a, there's yeah. a market correction that happens sometimes Sificial. right before, sometimes on the day, sometimes right. a couple of days after. And you have to be able to explain why, when your client's calling, you're quoting a lower rate or why you're quoting, quoting a higher rate when they heard rates went down. And, you know, these are, these are things that I think is just, um, it just concerns me. You know, I even getting an a- <laughs> I was talking with another client today and I said, do you know what effective rate is? Can you sell effective rate? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, do you know what cat, what, uh, oh gosh, and now I'm having a brain fade on it. Do you know what, um, uh, tax bracket your client is? And do you know how to find that? No.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Scary. it's really scary, you know, to be in the situation right now where, where we've just been order takers. And and this is why we have this podcast because we are disrupting.
2: And I think that gets back to identity and you've got to decide who do you want to be? Yeah. Because there are quote order takers out there, call center people. And, you Mm -hmm. know, obviously we know who they are by name, those companies, and they do a hell of a lot of business and they serve a certain type of client out there. Correct. And you got to decide who it is. That, how do you want to show up and serve? Do you want to be right? A professional, or do you want to be a salesperson? And I'm not, by the way, net and banging on salespeople, because we all have to sell and nothing happens without selling. Right? I get that. But however, when you go to your financial plan or financial advisor, do you feel like they're selling you or consulting? Yeah. Right. When you go to your doctor, hopefully they've got a good you know, bedside manner and demeanor, but do you feel like they're selling you or are they consulting? Yeah. Right. And I know for me years ago, when I first started, I was working at the subprime broker shop and it was all, you know, subprime internet leads over the phone yeah. all all stuff, right. And I didn't like it because I felt like I was just selling somebody right. Right. versus yeah. consulting and advising. And that's yeah. the shift that I made mindset wise. So, yeah,
1: yeah. And I, well, I think so too. I, by the way, I call it edu-selling.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yep, I call it
1: yep, selling because yep. you're doing a little bit of both on both sides. You're selling yourself, your company, the products, the pricing, you know, the timing. You know, trying to get them to te- have a call to action, but at the same time, you're educating everyone on all along the way and making sure that you're threading all this education in there, um, so that when at the end of the day, the client experience is incredible. They're, they're like, well, wow.
2: And I don't want to leave the conversation without this for the loan officers listening because this is the easiest win you could have with real estate agents today you know once again so, help people solve problems right and what is the biggest problem they have now in the market it's cancellations and price reductions yeah we now jen you've been around long enough to know right what's 40 back years in,
1: baby <laughs> right
2: what's back in vogue the seller buy down yeah right yep. and so oh now, yeah we've
1: been talking about that too
2: yeah. yeah so why don't you with the listing agent scenario i just gave you earlier and it's just like, hey, Jen, how's it, Are you, set, you know, what's going on? Are you seeing price reductions canceled? cancel? Yeah, I am. Hey, would you be open to a program, right? That uh, I've got the script right here. Doesn't require a price reduction and attracts more buyers to consider, right? Your listings versus others. Yeah, yeah, what's that, right? And here's the point though, Jen, is a lot of people are gonna hear this because I've had the same well, thing-
1: Well, they with- don't know buy downs.
2: Well, that's, that's the point. That's why it goes <laughs> back to the thing I said earlier. Are you a student of the market or is this yeah. a new skill? And you haven't had to talk about buy downs. Well, guess what? This is a new skill you need to take yeah. on now.
1: Yeah. We've been talking about buy downs for about a month and a half now, you know, in yep. tandem with arms, right? We've been talking about arms. Now, I, I think that I, we'll see. We'll see if we still have to do arms. But but uh, we've been talking about buy downs for quite a bit. And people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking about buying down the rate? No, I'm not talking about buying the rate down. I'm talking about a subsidy. And of course, when I got in the business, rates were 18 and a half percent. And we had, you know, mm-hmm. six, five, four, three, two, one buy downs. right from the builder. Actually, it wasn't six. We did have five, four, three, two, one buy downs. And, uh, you know, and I think that we are going to start seeing this. And I think, uh, you know, one of the strategies that we've talked about is, you know, offering that subsidy only for offers that are accepted this, you know, that are seen this weekend. So after this weekend, we're not going to do it, right? Mm. Because that's the sense of urgency of getting that in there. And, um, you know, and, and it's a strategy that we used to use is just, Hey, any, come by and look at this house this weekend. The seller is opening up the doors to having an additional subsidy for a two, one buy down for any, uh, you know, for the offer that we accept this weekend and amazing what's been happening because now we're starting to see more time on market. Yeah. Of course, the more time on market is really not that bad, but everyone's freaking out about it.
2: Well, that's a pretty good idea though. I like that for a limited yeah. time.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, like sale ends this weekend. <laughs>
2: right. I, yeah, I, and I think the other thing that, that I've seen work very well for having a conversation regarding seller buy downs is a visual representation of this, the reduction, uh, you know, of, of comparing no price reduction versus a price reduction and then keep comparing the, the concessions I on know. the interest rate buy down. Yeah. Visually seeing that accelerates everything.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we used to do open houses like that all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chasing the market versus chasing the market. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay. So, so we want to help real estate agents uh, get more listings, you know, um, sell more homes faster because that's what they want to do. You know, certainly in, in doing that, but what about for the consumer? Um, You know, I'm really big on client acquisition. In fact, you know, when I work with my clients, we talk about, yes, you can may have a goal of making $500,000 or a million dollars, whatever it is. But I actually think that those numbers are limiters to people. (laughs) because, and here's why, and I'll, I'll set this up in context for you. And then you can answer the question. The reason why is if you said you wanted to close 100 transactions, we'll call it that help 100 families, whatever you want to call it this year. And by the end of June, you've closed 70. Most people say, well, I only have 30 left mm-hmm. instead of well, if uh, you did 70. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Why
1: wouldn't you do 70? Well, my goal is Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a challenge to some goals, you know, and so we like, I like putting it in sand (laughs) or in pencil. We'll put your goal in pencil (laughs) uh, because really what it's about is client acquisition. That's where we should be focusing our time every single day because we're not, instead of focusing on the result, let's focus on what is it going to take to get to the result. So when I think about consumers, what are some things that you think realtors and loan officers can be doing right now to ramp up client acquisition? I'm not talking about going out, I need new leads, I need new leads, but ramping up uh, the acquisition of having people raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested. I may not be today, but I'm interested in growing that database uh, because I get it. I call it acres of diamonds in your community, right? Your database is acres of diamonds. I get that. So we need to be working on that all the time. But in the in the context of getting out your binoculars and growing your database as well, what are some strategies you think that could be used today, um, even in social media, um, or is it you know not getting back out and going to networking? What is it for you, in your perspective?
2: Yeah. All of that is on the table, right? And <laughs> you, can't, you can't do everything all at once. Correct. And, and I have, um, I had this, uh, here, here's kind of a metaphor. It's like to get to, from where you are to where you want to be, right? If you could picture a bridge mm-hmm. and, and and every activity or marketing initiative is one of those bridges to go from yeah. point A to point B. The problem is, is like you said, bright, shiny object, object center, people have too many th- Higher than the fire too many bridges. And yeah. therefore they get lost, confused, and along and then you know nothing happens. And so I have this rule, which is one bridge at a time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what is the one thing that will, you know, move the needle the most for you if you did yeah. it? And of course you can you can choose from all these different activities, but once what's the one thing that will actually move the needle the most? Mm-hmm. Can you implement it? How how simple and quick is it to to implement that, right? Yeah. There's there's things that are more shorter term, then there's things longer term in terms of the marketing yeah. and the client beautiful. position.
3: Yeah, However, beautiful.
2: I would say you definitely today back to our whole concept about digital disruption. If you don't have a presence online, right. As far as the average consumer is concerned, you don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, They're judging you by your online presence. What does that mean? It means your Google business page. Do you have a Google presence that has online reviews Yeah. People or other people saying about you? That's step one. Step two is for whatever social media platform or platforms you choose to engage on and having content because it's about awareness and engagement. And how am I going to engage with you today? If I'm just fishing, I'm not ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of, eh, whatever, you know, testing the waters. How am I going to engage with you? Do I have to get on a call? That's not what I want to do yet. Right. So it's gonna be your content. It's gonna be, what are you sharing online back to the educational content we've been talking about here?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, very, very important. And, you know, speaking to your bridge and stuff, so I use a gap map, right? But mm-hmm. what we have to understand is where are you now? And I like doing one to nine. I don't believe in zero to 10. I can't figure out what seven and eight mean. Um, so <laughs> I do one to nine, uh, one to nine. And sometimes you find yourself, you know, hey, I'm at one with social media because I don't have a Facebook page. And I do know people that don't. I don't have okay. a Facebook page. I'm a one. But do you want to be a nine? And I think we put this this undue pressure on ourselves that says you know well because I'm a one and I need to be a nine I'll just not do it right and and that's not good and and that's really what you're talking about here is you've got to take some kind of action and put some kind of timeline on this that says look I know I'm a one but I want to be a three and I'm going to be a three by the end of the year
3: mm-hmm. And
1: then when I'm a three maybe I want to move to a seven and maybe I'd want to stop there and hire a team to take me to nine.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I think it's important to assess where you are and, and in uh, you know, one place versus another in a bridge, but where that place is and where you actually want to go. Because in one particular area, it may be a multitude of singular bridges that take you in that same work, right? In social yeah. media or in relationships. And um, you know, if you want to make take action fast, you're gonna to have to do either, like I said, the formulation to get to take the first step or say, you know what, I'm doing pretty good on this. I love that you said start, stop, right? I always do start, stop, keep, improve. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if I'm doing okay, but I need to ramp it up, that might be the fastest path.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's already working and just, you know, what can you just put gas on the fire and build momentum with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, what, what, and it's funny because I'm in my head, Unfortunately, I've got this running running response, which is you know this whole pressure to be everywhere on social media. And I know yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. I just saw him a few weeks ago at a conference, and you know he was doing his usual thing about put out 14 pieces of content a day and all this kind of stuff on every platform. And you know, and I, I and I I don't disagree with what he's saying. I'm just saying I don't think it's really applicable for the everyday person.
1: I don't think it's feasible.
2: Yeah, yeah. I exactly. don't think
1: it's feasible. Yeah. Yeah. And cause I've heard Gary speak about that a lot. And I, you know, I think it's, you know, in the eye of the beholder, if you feel like it's being, not being authentic, you know, then you're not going to do it. You're right. just not going right. to do it. So, you know, make sure that it's very authentic. So uh, I have two more questions for you. Right. One is, what do you think, uh, let's talk about the difference between webinars
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And in person now, because we've already made the shift. I can tell you, I'm traveling like crazy. We're at everything live, everything. Um, everything's live. But I do think that we shouldn't leave webinars behind. But what is your take on on where you're at with that right now in today's economy?
2: Well, I, I'm gonna separate the audiences, right? If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm a loan officer and I want to attract real estate agents, um, where does webinars or Zooms and all that stuff have a place? I think it does. I think it's you know it's mm-hmm. top of the funnel activity um, obviously during COVID, you know, for all my clients who were teaching classes in person per- previously, they all switched to uh-huh. you know, some thought yeah. that that would stick forever. And that's all people would do. Clearly you've are experiencing that that's not the case. We love right. human interaction. We crave that. Yeah. However, there's a, there's a, a, the appropriate application for virtual, right? It might yeah. not be as lengthy. Maybe it's not an hour, maybe it's 30 minutes. Maybe it's, I think, you know, all depends on the situation that can be great for, um, buyer pre-approval consults, right? You know, getting right. acquainted, getting to meet these people. So that's where I think virtual comes in. Also, when it comes to loan officers reaching first-time homebuyers, I am seeing more loan officers do first-time homebuyer webinars. Yeah. Uh, and I am seeing people get results from that. I know of one of my clients in particular got two loans from that. Yeah. Um, closed yeah. deal. Um, well,
1: and I keep pushing that, especially. Um, so, you know, I'm encouraging my clients to create groups, mm-hmm. Facebook groups, Mm -hmm. Um, and what my, uh, group, when I was a loan officer, we had the Kearney buyer, uh, home buyer club, right? Mm -hmm. That was the name of it, the Kearney home buyer club. And we just kind of put all of our prospects in there and we just constantly put out information to help them prepare regardless of where they were in the process. And, and then would have, you know, a weekly quick, uh, Q and a, and then would have a monthly session on a topic. And, and it was just great. And that was, you know, seven years ago when we were doing that. So it's what's old is new again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's about building your network and your sphere of influence, right? And it's about attention. That's the, that's the game today. Attention engagement. Are you building that trust and, you know, connection with people so that when they are ready, they can choose you. And there's multiple mediums to do that.
1: Yeah. So, so the answer is both, right? Just whatever works, do everything online to
2: drive the offline.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I love that. Okay, so my last question that I have for you is, um, and, and I will talk to you about your program as well. We'll talk a little bit about that. But um, the last question I have for you is what, uh, I'm trying to formulate this question uh, and and you can answer for loan officers and or realtors if you feel there's a difference for it, but what should you not be doing? And and I don't want you to answer it in the context of sitting back and waiting for the phone to ring. Okay, what what of what you're doing should you not be doing?
2: Stop selling, start helping. Yeah. Is that is that cliche or cheesy, but no, no. <laughs> I mean, our job is not to. Even though, listen, I'm a sales guy, I love sales, but there's an art and a science to it. And our job is not to per se convince and convert. It's to be the guide right, for for their journey, especially in this situation we're in right now, this market, this this uncertainty, if you just show up, you know, blowing and going and like doing all your tie downs and your ABC closing and all that kind of jazz, you know, you're going to turn people off from the get-go. People want a consultant. They want a competent advisor, right? Not an order taker.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where you have the longevity in this industry, you know, is that and those that don't want to or are not willing to learn or aren't willing to hone in on those skills will be leaving our industry as it's happened in several refinance booms, right? (laughs) And purchase market booms. Unfortunately, they'll be leaving. Yeah. No, I love that. Stop selling, start helping. It's definitely up the line because in this podcast, if you look at the album, the album cover, it says, stop talking, take action, get results. So (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing. Stop talking about it. Go do it. You know, take the action to get the results. So, all right. As we finish up our time, tell us a little bit about um, marketing, uh, mortgage marketing pro. Tell us a little bit about what this um, program is. Who needs it? Who's it for? And who's it not for?
2: Mm, great question. So what Mortgage Marketing Pro is, is it's really built for those loan officers. My number, my main focus is helping them succeed in attracting the attention engagement and conversion of real estate agents by conversion I mean right conversations that lead to referrals. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's a hundred different ways to do that. You know, we all know that from cold calling to you name it, whatever. Um, I've decided a long time ago how I built my career was through education and was through leading with, with educational content and classes. Back yeah. when I started, we didn't have social media. So all I could do was classes, right? Face-to-face and in person. And what's yeah. funny is, like you said, what's old is new again. Like what's never going to go out of style is the human connection. Like yeah, if you can just remember that the most human company wins and how do you be the most human, right? You have real meaningful connections with people and yeah. you... Make a difference. And, and one of the best ways to make a difference if you're a loan officer and with real estate agents is, as I said throughout this whole conversation, is helps them solve problems. Yeah. And so if you're looking to attract the engagement and intention of real estate agents, you could call, cold call. Hi, it's Monday, Jen, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Right, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nobody really answers their phone anymore, you know, all that. Yeah. But I believe in attracting agents to me and building an educational platform. So what we do is we have like a this complete, you know, turnkey content platform of ready to go, downloadable, shareable, instant. Plug and play um class
1: points and stuff yeah yeah soup to nut
2: we we give them everything the powerpoints the speaker notes the handouts we give them the landing pages it's an event management registration system so you don't need Eventbrite, you don't need zoom unless you want to host a video thing on zoom clearly use zoom but we give you the emails the sms messaging the flyers all branded personally to you so i mean the success stories are off the charts i just want just the other day i was talking to one of our members and he said, for every class that he does, he pulls a million dollars worth of originations, yeah. out of every class. I
1: would I would agree with that uh, because that was the path that I took. Everything was about being the edge. That's why I call it edge selling. selling, um, mm-hmm. being the educator, you know, creating CE courses up the Yang Yang and non-CE courses, you know, oh. uh, every week I was having two or three classes in the office. I was presenting at some place. I was speaking at this Dulls, uh, the Association of Realtors, you know, uh, that's yep. how I grew. And in from that, and I love the one to many approach. And that's one of the things I want people to hear is cold calling is one to one. Mm-hmm. This is one-to-many. And what's great about one-to-many when I was talking about client acquisition is that you get in front of more people faster and you get your results faster. And from that, you're able to pick from the litter. You know, someone who's sitting in the back of the room and being a naysayer and not paying attention and doing other things, you don't have to work with them. Mm-hmm. But the one who's engaged and interested, the one who comes up afterwards and says, hey, I wonder if you can help me refinance my own home. Right. That's when you know you've hit the top. Yep. And, um, you know, and if you have a team, you just give them the other people that didn't resonate with you or that you don't have time to go to and you help your team succeed.
2: Mm-hmm. Love that Love as that. well.
1: And I, so I love that you're doing this and I think it's really easy. I get qu- asked the question all the time. Do you have a PowerPoint? Do you have a permit? And I've got over a hundred of them. Yes, I do have PowerPoints, but I love that you're, uh, this, this is already done for you. Mm-hmm. This is key that people understand this is done for you. So I I absolutely love it. So what what is the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they want? And obviously we'll have the links for Mortgage Marketing Pro and for your book as well, Disrupt or Die. But um, what is the best way for someone to reach out to you if they um, have interest in making sure that they can get access to this program?
2: Well, um, in mean, first place, I'm going to suggest if you if you've liked what you've heard so far, and I appreciate the opportunity, Jen is uh as, as i'm sure some of the listeners know i have a podcast as well if you haven't checked it out it's mortgage marketing radio so you can yeah. simply go there to check that out that's probably the easiest way to get to me mortgage marketing yep, radio i've been on com.
1: it
3: I've that's been on right
2: it. you were on yeah. it, it feels like <laughs> yeah. ago, gosh covid yeah. time distortion right yeah well uh, this
1: was before covid jeff when we yes, did it it I was know. way before <laughs>
2: Seems even longer ago <laughs> uh-huh yeah. lifetime so yeah, Mortgage Marketing Radio is probably the best place. And then you can go to mortgagemarketing.pro if you want to learn more about the classes.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Any parting thoughts you want to give us? A, a quote, a mantra, one quick tip. What do you want to give us?
2: Yeah. So my my my, my family and I, I've got two teenage boys. One's uh, 20, one's 18. And, you know, they're, one's already in college, one's heading off to college. And so, you know, dinner time is is like precious time, right? And so we have this little card stack of cards, this card game, which is I forget what it's called, Family Cards or whatever. But there's different topics, and um, you know what we try and do at most times. If we sit down three nights a week for dinner, we're like doing well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And so what we do is each person goes around the, the the table and grabs a card, right? And one of the right. questions the other night was, "What would you tell your younger self?" Right, looking mm-hmm. back now, and, and and the question came up to me, and and the answer to my boys was, "I would tell my younger self that you are enough." Yeah, you are enough, you have everything you need right, to be that person you want to be. And that's the message I want to give to everybody here today is you think you're missing or lacking something, maybe some skills or whatever, but you as a person, as an individual, you don't need permission, you don't need the green light, you, you have enough within you. So give yourself permission.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's so perfect for this particular market right now in this time is that, you know, the feeling of being defeated or the feeling of, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. This is why my, my book is called Tell Me I can and my show is called Tell Me I Can't because we sometimes we're the ones who tell ourselves we can't, you know. And uh, so when someone tells you, you can't say, don't tell me I can't. I know I'm enough and mm. I've got this. I love it. I love it. I love your I love your story. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show again. This is the second time you've been on Mortgage Lending Mastery. I really appreciate it. I love bringing people back, you know, kind of find out what's transpired, what's going on now. So I really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, for those of you that are listening, Uh, You know, I just want to say, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure that you uh, get all of the updates. Please take a minute and write a great five star review and give us some great comments about what you heard from Jeff and what you learned from Jeff. And make sure that you click on the link mortgagemarketing.pro. We'll have that in the in the show notes and uh, find out more about what you can do to create a different avenue, perhaps for yourself, in being able to do more client acquisition and more real real estate agent, you know, partnerships. We want more real estate agent partnerships. And with that, we will sign off with Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you so much again, Jeff, for joining us today.
2: My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests